All right. Here we are at the CXM Experience, and it's GradCon, CXO at Sprinkler. And today I'm joined by my very special guest and uh, my very first guest, Mark Stoiber. Now, Mark and I worked together uh, many years ago at Gray when I was um, VP and GM at Gray Interactive, and Mark was the overall creative director for Gray Canada. And we had a wonderful collaboration back then and stayed in touch over the years. Uh, Mark has an amazing community that he's building called Brand DIY, Brand Do It Yourself. So we're going to talk about that today, but first I'm going to welcome Mark, ask him a quick question, then we're going to chat a little bit about his decision to use Facebook and how Brand DIY is building community. Mark, welcome. Uh, I'm super stoked. I can't tell you. I, I didn't realize I was your first, man. This is you should have picked somebody important for this. You're very important. You're you're one of my favorite people in the whole world. So, you know, this is, uh, it's, uh, who else would I have first? I don't know, but I mean, I love, I love talking to you, man. And it's super fun. But like I said, I'm very flattered. This is very okay. cool. Thank you. Well, so let me start with an awkward question, if you don't mind. So, um, <laughs> since I know you, so, uh, so I'm on the brand DIY site, uh, on Facebook mm -hmm. and I'm on the November 16th show from judge mm -hmm. to collaborator, how ideas succeed, which is a great show, by the way. Uh, really, really love it. And I actually love all the stuff you do where you talk about creative and how to think about creative and how to think about how to create great stuff. The stuff that you talked about in the early days of your first creative job, really amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have a, my more sort of serious question is, uh, in that episode, what happened to your wardrobe? Just what was I, going on you know there? What? what were you thinking? I just wanted, I want to know what was happening. I, I live a very, I, I live a very lonely life, especially post COVID. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm out in my home off, not a home office out behind the home. It's a sort of a coach house. And I'm here every day and I, the dog and I are having conversations and, um, you know, I asked the dog what I should wear and, and I got some good advice. I thought turns out the dog, the dog is half blind. Well, that dog misled you. All right. Okay. That's fine. Okay, cool. But that answers that question. So we're moving, we're doing well already. Uh, okay. So there's a book out there. I don't know if you've read it or not. It's called play bigger. You ever seen that book? No, I've never heard of it. I'm writing like, it down though. You would love it because it's got the word pirate in it. Uh, so it's called Play. Yeah, I know. It's called Play Bigger: How Pirates, Dreamers, and Innovators Create and Dominate Markets. And uh, it's actually by four people. Uh, Al Ramadan uh, is one of the authors. Uh, Dave Peterson, uh, Christopher uh, Lockhead is one of the uh, and Kevin Maney. And Kevin actually is a friend of. Uh, our CEO, Raji Thomas. And so, mm -hmm. but Play Bigger is about a very simple idea, which is uh, if you can create a category, you end up taking way more share mm -hmm. from that category as the category creator. For example, um, the iPhone uh, mm -hmm. captures about 83% of the value of the smartphone market. Not necessarily unit sales, but yeah. the total value, 83% of it accrues to the iPhone. And they go through example after example after example of category creators. You know, so their basic idea is you should try to create a category. So it's like the big thing right. now in tech is everyone wants to create a category. So you should, you'd love right. this book. Anyway, so part of how you build a category is that you've got to get people to agree that you're a new category. <laughs> right? Like you can't just say, you can't just say, poof, I have a new category. 
you, if you come up with say SUV, yeah. when you come up with SUV, you can't just say SUV and, and have everyone just like kind of nod. You have to get everyone to agree that's an SUV. The influencers, yeah. the analysts, the review sites, all that stuff have to say there's a new category called SUV, and this brand, Ford Explorer or whatever, you know, is the first one. Yeah. Um, you'll see people like even the car market. People keep trying to introduce CUVs and different. They try try to create new categories. Yeah. They fail because they're the only ones saying it and no one agrees with them. Yeah. Um, but you know, Chrysler did it with a minivan. Yeah. Right. And yeah. today the only example, people still making minivans example. is basically Chrysler, right? A great example is the Pontiac Aztec. It was a real crap yeah. SUV. And so they called it, it's the, uh, starter SUV, uh, the starter SUV. They tried, they tried to create a category of SUV with uh, training wheels. And mm. nominate it the king of the the king of the baby SUVs, and you're like, nah, you just made that up. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. the Aztec is famously one of the ugliest cars ever made. Although I yeah. think the Aztec was cool. Amazing. You almost want to anyway, get one to so to get everyone to agree, you got to create community, and this is where it comes to you. So mm-hmm. you know, I I think creating community around an idea is hard. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I've saw you start this. I, I joined, I think reasonably early yeah. um, I'm in it. So it's a little hard for me to see outside the edges of it. Cause it just looks awesome to me all the time, but mm-hmm. I'd like to know just from your standpoint, how did you choose Facebook? What do you think about as you're building community? How do you feel about how it's going so far? And what are your sort of dreams and aspirations over the next couple of years? Uh, it's funny. Um, the whole thing started because I had some guys do SEO on my website. I wrote a book, short book, guidebook called Brand DIY. And it basically replicates the steps I use to help people build brands. And I said, you know, I love working with entrepreneurs. The world needs more entrepreneurs, but they can't always afford me. I want to give them something for free that'll help them DIY their own brand, take control of their own brand. So I wrote this book and the guys doing my SEO said, you know, uh, people are actually downloading this book. And I go, no way. They said, would you like to make some money on it? And I go, nah, I don't want any money. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> I said, of course I want money. That's what I've always uh, loved about said, you. It's always, if everything's always free. It's fantastic. I know. I know. Talk to my banker. They're so happy. <laughs> um, and uh, and I, they said, we're going to start a Facebook group. And you know what? The decision came from that. where oh, They said, we're going to start a Facebook group. Oh. And I said, okay. It turns out that they're they're well versed in Facebook. They're uh, they're social media guys, and they said Facebook is a great place to grab people who might not be as far along in their career, who might be more startupy, mm. and it's also a more chatty place than LinkedIn. And I said, okay, I'll buy that logic. So they set up a Facebook group for me, and uh, I got the URL. It's it's branddiygroup.com to make it simple. Check. Um, I actually called it branddiyfacebookgroup.com until Facebook wrote a really nice letter to me. Super nice um, letter, I bet. It was awesome. They're so, I just they're thought, so great when they write those letters. They're so, yeah, so nice. I know. There's I know. Mark Zuckerberg paying attention to me, and I'm like, that is so cool. It's See, it's working. Moment. Yeah, And um, the, the idea was we are going to create a community for entrepreneurs and founders who want to take control of their brand and where they, more than anything else, where they can share stories, where things that work, things don't work, those kind of stories. And then lo and behold, I also started getting brand professionals, you know, writers, art directors, PR people, social media people, the works. And they all started to join. Initially, I did it um, just through my... Um, my own personal network for my LinkedIn network, my Facebook network. Um, and, uh, but then, uh, you know, people started to invite other people 
And uh, I said, you know, I've got to do something here. I've got to give them value. So I said, every day at 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to go on and I'm going to record a 15-minute brand tip. Just something uh, that I would pull from a book. It was valuable to me because um, it forced me to remember all the stuff that I knew but had forgotten. And so I, I, I was forced to dredge up all those great books like the Ogilvy books and the Claude Hopkins books and Seth Godin books and just, just a little snippet every day. And then what I found, um, I should bring an expert in and one, from, one person from the Brand DIY group community once a week. So uh, Tuesdays is an expert who gives advice. And Thursdays is an entrepreneur who basically shares a challenge. And like law and order, inside of an hour, we fix their problem. We solve the crime. And those are the things dum, that dum, Yeah, the, dum, dum, dum. <laughs> those are the things that absolutely took off. So that tells me people love to hear from people like themselves. And they love to get short bits of advice from folks that might give them a bit of an inside edge. So, you know, you want to start a category? Uh, I, I guess it's just kind of organic in this case. Well, what category do you think you're starting right now? Um, I believe... I think you are starting something. I believe... Okay, the, the, the thing is COVID and the economic downturn has created a whack of unwilling entrepreneurs, people who have been thrown out of their jobs or said, screw it, I'm going to do it myself. And then what? I know when I started as an entrepreneur, I was dying for advice and I couldn't find any or I didn't know where to look. And I said, you know what? Somebody needs to stick up for these folks. And, you know, I'm not making money on this thing yet. I'm creating some product, some um, uh, what I call power packs, mini lessons on how to do stuff. But so far, it's just a love of, love of uh, a passion of mine. And I, I think that there's a category in helping people do stuff themselves, but just sort of giving them an ooch along every once in a while uh, to set them on the right path. And you know what? I do believe a lot in karma. And I think all this stuff will come back. People do remember. And if you've helped them, uh, maybe there's a category in giving stuff away for free, blindly, hoping that somebody will actually repay you. Maybe that's the category. Hmm. Yeah, there's something around advice network that I think is powerful. I'm going to um, write that down. I yeah, had no I think, idea. I, I think that's part. kind of you're creating an advice network, and huh. there aren't a lot of those. And really, um, there aren't a lot of these. Not in, not in business, huh? Because it is that is what it is, like, right? You know, there, there is like you know, in sort of softer things like um, I belong to a number of cooking sites and uh, uh -huh. you know, there's like stuff like that that I, yeah. but, uh, but in terms of like business advice, it's pretty rare. That's, that's really cool because that's exactly what it is. It is. Yeah. There's me giving stuff, but more than that, everybody's sort of chiming in. Like we put polls up, people ask, what should I call my company? And everybody kind of chimes in. And that's, I mean, the essence of research is to get cold objective eyes telling you what they think. And so they're benefiting from, I guess, a crowdsource uh, or a research group to help make their businesses better and in exchange for helping out when they're called on. Uh, it, is, it is great. And so you're finding that the, what makes the community sing the most is when people have sort of an enlightened self-interest. Like when they're asking for advice and people are chiming in, that, that, that sort of support network in the community yeah. is what drives the stickiness, not the content yeah. itself. 
Well, you know, there's there's nothing lonelier and scarier than being an entrepreneur. Oh yeah, uh, and just have people, just yeah, just have people around you going, "Oh man, you screwed that up. I screwed that up too." Suddenly you go, "Oh, I feel a little bit better." And then having like you came aboard, and we talked about classic advertising. And how, uh, as one of the experts, if folks don't know, they should check out our episodes, two of them. You're the only guest I've had on twice, by the way. Hmm, uh, thank you. But, uh, you know, folks folks listen in because they there's so much wisdom that you have and they get it for free and you have fun to boot. It's a bit of good karma. And uh, yeah, I think, I think it is enlightened self-interest. At the end of the day, uh, I don't know if I'll be able to help you, but I do know that I can help all the folks who come on every Thursday, the entrepreneurs with a problem. And if they bear their soul and tell us what the problems are and I help them fix them, uh, they know that they're helping other folks and that other folks will bear their soul in turn, you know, very interesting. Very Give them advice where they go, Oh man, that guy screwed that up too. Oh, I got to listen in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's compelling. So I think if I was good to summarize it, what you're saying is that, it's not really a community unless people are truly in a community mindset of helping each mm-hmm. other. Now, let me pre- let me just give let me just give a caveat because okay. I also had the experience where a couple of people sort of ran away with it and sort of gave themselves the self-appointed title of admin and uh, really? started posting stuff that went off the brand DIY sort of uh, agenda. Really? Just you know, like Facebook, where people just post all sorts of crap. And it was kind of on the periphery business. You had to squint pretty hard. And I had to give them a, a little nudge and just say, you know, this isn't really what we're about. So I, it is still about me being the sort of the, the the figurehead, the administrator saying, this is brand DIY. That's not brand DIY. Hmm. But inside those confines, um, letting people go a little bit loose. Uh, so as long as you keep it focused... I think people feel uh, that they can contribute in a worthwhile way. I think once you lose that focus, then everybody just goes, oh, this is just a stupid thing. It's just a stupid site where people are just sounding off and bitching. Interesting. And, you know, nobody Interesting. wants that. Well, I belong to a lot of different interest groups on Facebook. You know, I'm into lots of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Lionel Trains is one of them. And, you know, I'm into obviously DeLoreans because I, you know, got one of those and mm-hmm. all sorts of space stuff. And, Jerry Anderson shows and stuff like that. And it was so funny the other day, one of my Lionel train groups, and this is the one that focuses on dioramas. So creating mm-hmm. dioramas and the admin person who runs the, the group says, um, I'm, I'm kicking everyone out who's posting political stuff and no more politics in this group. Otherwise you're out. The Lionel train group. I know. And I'm like, who's posting political stuff in the Lionel train group? Like, you know what? Goodbye. Like, get out. Yeah. It's so funny. People are hilarious. There's a learning curve, right? There's totally a learning curve because I let it go for a little while. And then I actually had members come back and flag the posts. And I'm like, interesting. Does that even mean you actually have the same problem? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things about LinkedIn. They're, they've done a great job of controlling that. I think Facebook's a little wilder, but you're doing a great job. I mean, I've not seen that in brand DIY. So it's felt like a very, you know, yeah, focused 
group I'm German, for me. Right? I, I'm German, right? I'm German. You know, that's what we, that's what we do. <laughs> All right. So um, one of the things I miss most about the agency world, I miss many things. One of the things I miss most is that everyone's office was so individual and so much fun. Uh-huh. You know, and I don't you know, remember, Gray, you'd walk into office after office and there was like just essentially a, col- a toy collection in everyone's office. Right. right? right. Uh, so and I and I'm I'm very much like that myself. So I um, I've got, you know, nervous hands and I'm always doing stuff. So I always have a collection of toys on my desk. I've got uh, Iron Giant, the new diamond toy no select uh, Iron Giant posable figurine with 16 articulated joints pretty awesome and then i have a brand new thunderbird 2 uh, matchbox die cast which is all metal and is also pretty freaking amazing so that's kind of what i'm playing with right now and i want to know what do you have on your desk right now uh fountain pens lots of fountain pens lots and of fountain also pens. um the book okay. of heroic failures sweet book yeah of the heroic book of heroic failures, failures you have to, but you have to get the first edition it was written, uh, I, I read about it in an ad done by Neil French, ad legend Neil French. Uh, and um, it's all about under the theme of anything in life that's worth doing is worth doing badly. And uh, <laughs> you, get the, you have to get the first edition from the 1980s because the subsequent ones are just kind of like a second album. They're just kind of crappy. Um, but the first one is unbelievable. And basically it's just 150 pages documenting people who did unbelievably stupid things and and screwed things up like the uh the swiss pornographer who got arrested for not having pornographic enough uh product sweet uh, yeah awesome. the guy who tried to kill himself after his girlfriend left him and he threw himself in front of a train didn't kill him threw himself in front of another train didn't kill him uh, then the priest and the psychologist talked to him and he decided to go on living walks out in front of the hospital gets hit by a train and dies so it's <laughs> You know what? In times like these, I think we need to know that there are people out there even dumber than us. Wow, that's amazing. Mark, thank you so much. This was fantastic. I really appreciate your time and I appreciate your insights and continued success with brand DIY. And yeah. uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm patiently and excitedly awaiting the next, uh, the next installment. Well, you know what? Tell, tell the folks who are listening to uh, drop by branddiygroup.com and join up. The more, the messier. <laughs> and um, I just, I just, I just love it. And it's it, like I said, it doesn't pay, but it's super fun. Keeps you sharp. I love brands more than anything, and this just gives me a chance to play. Fantastic, Mark. Thank you so much. And for everybody else, this has been the CXM Experience. I'm Grad Khan, and I'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>